Hello and welcome to Soccer Raid Stories brought to you by Stat Sports. This is the brand new podcast series where in each episode, I'm joined by a different celebrity and a legendary footballer to talk about their childhood, their love of football, and of course, all things Soccer Aid for UNICEF. Soccer Aid is the world's largest celebrity football match. And over the years, we've raised over 47 million to support UNICEF's amazing work for children around the world. This year, it's all of us against COVID for every child everywhere. Every donation will be doubled up to 6.3 million until the 30th of November, thanks to the Children's Investment Fund Foundation, so you'll make double the difference for children. Right, let's meet today's guests. We are starting the series with a bang, or should I say a bolt. Joining us today is the eight-time Olympic champion and two-time captain of the Soccer Aid World Eleven. It's the one, the only Usain Bolt. And we couldn't start the series without Mr. Soccer Aid himself. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Mr. Robbie Williams. Good to have you both here on our first episode of Soccer Aid Stories. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. The reason we're doing this podcast is to raise money for UNICEF and the great work they do for children around the world. So let's go back to the beginning and let's talk about when we were kids. Let's talk about when we were young, what we got up to, what we were doing. Robbie, Straight away to you, you grew up in Stoke, right? I grew up in Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire. I was born in the 70s, a very, very long time ago, on what would now be a different planet. Way before technology, way before phones, way before four channels on the TV. So, yeah, I grew up on a different planet a long, long time ago. My dad's a comedian and I used to go and watch him perform. And I got the performance bug from him at a very young age. But sort of melding with the performance bug of just showing off and, you know, being an entertainer was definitely football running alongside it. And uh, when I was on the playgrounds as a kid, I used to imagined that I was Chris Waddle. That was the person that I used to imagine that I was, or Brian Robson. And it's amazing because Rob actually did soccer, didn't he? Yeah, hero. What was it like meeting him? Weirdly, I met him when I was 15 because my mum was going out with somebody that was a mate of Brian Robson's. And it was literally like being introduced to somebody from Mars that I was a massive fan <laughs> of. Just like I just felt like, Oh, oh my God, it, it's Brian Robson. It's Brian, it's Brian Robson. And I was so shy and so nervous and so in awe of him. And then when I met him at Soccer Aid, I was really shy and nervous and in awe of him. <laughs> <laughs> when I see Brian Robson, I just think, I just remember him as a player. You know what I mean? And you, he had that awe, isn't he? That scary kind of look about him that he was going to give you a two-footed challenge. Or So when I remember seeing Brian Robson in the bar, I was just like, oh my God, a bit like you, Robbie. I was like, this is Brian Robson. This is the guy that was like, always had blood on his face. He was just an animal on the football pitch. You know what though? He's an absolute teddy bear. He's a, he's a gem of a man and a real man's man. There was one moment when we were doing soccer aid and Brian Robson was in the, uh, in the dressing room. And I thought I'll give the lads a G up because I was captain at the time. Before you took that away from me, Ollie. <laughs> you gave it to me. I know, no, I gave it. And I gave 
I, I thought I'll give the lads a big G up. I was like, come on, lads, like that. And then Brian Robson did one that could only be described as come on, lads, that came from the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the man's man what a ledge and you saying obviously i mean we all know you can sprint we all know you're such an amazing athlete but when you were growing up when did you find the love of football when did you know you could play football when was it something that you i was actually a keeper when i started out i started out as a as a keeper i was the one that they put in the goal because i was tall so they're like yo you're tall you can reach all the balls from any any angle you can dive and save them. So I was like, all right. But the faster I got, I moved up the pitch. <laughs> so when I was younger, mm. I moved from the goal and I started playing center back. And then they're like, you know what? You're fast enough, you can play on the wing. And then I continued going up the field until I started striking. So the faster I got, the further up the pitch I went. So that was kind of cool. Did you always know you was good at football? Did you always think... Did you ever think maybe I could have made it as a pro or was it always athletics and running? Yeah, for me, it was it was always either cricket. It was either cricket or, or running because uh, football is just something that I enjoy doing with my friends because that's what we played a lot when we were younger kids. Everybody would get together and like play football in, in somebody's yard or just in the streets. So I had the love of football from a young age, but I knew I was either going to run or play cricket. It was one of the two. But I had a love for football from the start. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, thank God you stuck to the running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you're, you're both dads. So you must be playing a lot of football or sports around the house with the kids. Is that Am I right in saying that? For me, my, my sons are three months now, so not yet. <laughs> I'm sure in time, I, I tried with my daughter. She just wants to pick the ball up. <laughs> so she, she doesn't <laughs> want to play football right now. She just picks the ball up and run around with it. So my boy Bo, who is 15, 16 months old, all the first word that he could say was ball, baller, baller. And all he says all day is baller. And he points to the ball wherever the ball is and he picks it up and he kicks it. And the other night he was going to sleep in my arms. And his eyes closed and he just went, ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely obsessed. Will he, will he be a Manchester United fan as well, Robbie? Or Come on! <laughs> yes, come on. So let me get one thing straight. I'm a Port Vale fan, but I have a big fondness for Manchester United. Charlie has already picked Manchester United as his team. And I can only say that I am for that motion, but I'll make sure that he has a place in his heart for Port Vale too. Up the Vale. Well, can I just say um, the England team at Soccer Aid is having a bit of a mental block. I think since, I think the last two times you haven't turned up, Robbie, we've lost. So can you, can you please come home, please? I think we need, <laughs> we need you back at the helm. I, I, I am the lucky mascot. going to happen, boss. I'm going to be there. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we've got Wayne Rooney this year, you're saying, so... Yeah, yeah, I saw that. What are your predictions for this year, you're saying? What are you thinking? Definitely we're going to win. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> you know I mean, I'm definitely going to score. I'm trying to go for two this, this year. I would, I would love to score two goals, two bangers. I want one from outside the 18. So just watch me. That's, that's going to be a lot of what's going on. I'm taking shots from outside the 18-yard box this season. And so I feel like we're going to beat you guys like 3-1. 
I'm putting it out there. Wow. <laughs> Three one. But we've got Skulls, we've got Skulls, Rooney, and Gary Neville. I mean, can I use Gary Neville in the same sentence as Skulls and Rooney? Probably not. But <laughs> we have got Paul Skulls and Wayne Rooney, which I think for the first time, not to I mean, we've had some amazing English players over the years, but I do think we've arguably got two of the two of the best. I'm not worried. I got Patrick Ever. De Jong is going to be there. So I'm, I'm, I'm chilled. I'm, I'm not worried. What are you thinking, Robbie? Do you know what? I think that possibly another English trait is perhaps believing that we're better than we are. And I think we have been guilty <laughs> for not giving the rest of the world team the, the respect that they deserve. Like, OK, one year they, they win it and we go, oh, bless. That was sweet. That was lucky. <laughs> But then two years they win it and we're like, oh, we've really got to readdress this and find out where we're going wrong. This year, all respect due to the rest of the world side. We know we're in for a battle. It's going to be incredibly tight. I love the fact that Soccer Aid has got a little bit of, you know, hardness about it. I love the tackles and I love the spirit and I love the passion. I've got to say, that England are going to win it. The dream is that we win it on penalties. You know, that's the dream because we know if it's like 2-2 or 3-3, that it's been a really entertaining game. And then we win it on penalties to break the, the hoodoo. Not coming on, Robbie. <laughs> Not coming on. Insane. I've got to give you respect where respect is due. Your side's a very, very good side. But this year... Yeah, it's it's got to be three two or England win it on penalties two two. Oh wow, I'm loving the predictions. And obviously, if the World Eleven win, you saying it will be three in a row, which has never happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We're changing the world. But we've never had a Wayne Rooney before. So I'm, I, although Robbie's right, maybe we do think we're better than what we actually are. But we haven't had a Wayne Rooney in our team before. So. I think this 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 will be a massive change this year. It's always like a shock when you guys go one nil up or like it's three two. So like, hey, how did how did that happen? Like I say, <laughs> I think it's an English trait to like feel that we're better than we actually are. So what? We're the underdogs this year. I like that. Soccer Aid for UNICEF takes place at the Etihad Stadium on Saturday, the fourth of September, and you can buy your tickets at soccerade.org.uk. Bobby, obviously, over the years, this um, you know soccer aid, an idea that yourself and Johnny spoke about. We, we I spoke to Ben Shepherd recently, and he was telling me about that conversation. And and when you guys come up with the idea, and you you said that you wanted to do this game at Wembley Stadium and have football celebrities against pros, and I think we're going to get Maradona. And Ben Shepherd was like, "Are you serious? That's not going to happen." And and to think the an idea that you started all them years ago is now gone on to raise, you know, over £47 million for UNICEF and, and for children around the world. And we've had a really lovely chat today about our childhoods and us growing up. And, you know, there's not, there's kids around the world that aren't that fortunate. How proud are you of what you created and, and, and what it's done? First of all, like Soccer Aid as an entity is now much bigger than any one person. And uh, when it started, you'd never imagine that it would go on to be the thing that it is a yearly thing. So like, I, I love watching YouTube and I love watching people, ex-players chatting on YouTube. And then they'll always mention like, oh yeah, I met him at Soccer Aid or I'm doing Soccer Aid next year. And it sounds, even the words out there, I can understand that this thing is now way bigger 
than any of us. I'm incredibly proud of that. Look, I'm just a lad from Stoke that went, let's do a good thing. And all the other people that have put their time and effort into making it what it is should derive all the plaudits from it. You know, I did very little other than go, hey, let's do this. Then I turned up. The fact that it's made so much money is absolutely amazing. And I hope that Soccer Aid continues to be an entity way after Robbie Williams is on this planet. I just hope it goes bigger and bigger, better and better and keeps going and keeps going and raises more and more money. And But the work as well that UNICEF done, I mean, it's incredible the work they've done over the years. I mean, I went over to Kenya two or three years ago and to see the academies and, and the, the work that they actually put in to see firsthand. I mean, for years I'd, I'd done Soccer Aid because... Of course, I wanted to raise money, but I was like, couldn't believe that I was going to be on a football pitch, you know, with with the likes of Robbie Williams, Usain Bolt, or with all these amazing people. But then when I actually went to Kenya and I saw firsthand what the money was doing and, and what that money was actually, not just in Kenya, but around the world, I, it blew my mind. It was like, wow, okay, it really changed it for me and was like, wow, this really is changing kids' lives around the world. And I think the, the work that UNICEF's done is, has been amazing. It carries on being amazing. It carries on being vitally important for vulnerable children. We get to enjoy the spoils of our labor. We get to enjoy the, the talents that we have and what we've done and where it's elevated us to on this planet. And if we can give a little back, then we should and we do. And we have. And I've got to say, you know, Usain being involved in Soccer Aid is an absolute dream, you know, because I, I'm on a podcast with somebody right now, two or two people, because you know I love you a bit, Solly. But Usain is like, there's not many people on the planet ever that get to exist in a stratosphere where everybody feels they're theirs. And with Usain, you, you're just like, you, you've created this thing where I, as an English person, think you're English. Like if there's a German person, they think you're German. It's like, I know you belong to Jamaica, but you belong to the world, mate. And that's by the power of your talent and the power of your personality and the power of your charisma. So I, I'm just very grateful that you're a part of all of this. For me, as, as you were saying earlier, you know, soccer means so much to all of us. You know what I mean? Where we get so excited. I was so sad last year when I, I couldn't be there. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get to go to soccer again. You know what I mean, I look forward to actually being there and just being in the atmosphere of everybody at the hotel and that training is just all laughter and enjoyment. And we know we're trying to, we're all here for a good cause, but it's so much fun to be around everybody. You know what I mean? And to play with all these international players that I would never get a chance to be on the pitch with. It's just like a dream come true and soccer is just larger than life. And I'm sure everybody you call it is just excited to be a part of it because it's just for a wonderful cause and we raise so much money for everybody around the world. And it's just massive and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, trust me. On another level, away from all of that good that it does, I don't think I've ever laughed as much as I do at soccer <laughs> It's like my, my, my cheeks hurt from laughing at the things that happen, the things that people say, the way that people are, the comedians that are there, the athletes. The banter is just, 
Yeah, I get a headache in the evening from laughing so much. <laughs> I mean, some of the stories, I remember my first year coming up to Soccer Aid and, you know, Robbie knows this, you saying, oh, I'd just come off a TV show in the UK, uh, X Factor, and I was a little bit wet behind the ears, didn't really know what was going on. I was a guy from Essex, you know, I'd, uh, this was a whole new world for me. And I remember just the stories these guys were telling and the things that were happening and it is one of the best experiences of my life. And that's why, like you said, you're saying, it's why we all get excited to come back every year. It's why we get, I mean, I get to sit with an Olympic champion and the best sprinter that's ever lived. Like one of the biggest, the best athletes in the world. I get to sit with my idol, my, my icon, Mr. Williams. I get to sit with, one year we had Damien Lewis there, you know, he does, he's acted on some of my best shows that I've watched on TV. You, and you're sitting with, now with YouTube stars, you're sitting with all these different people. It's just, you, you'll never ever experience that that environment anywhere else, I don't think. And we all get to do the one thing we love, which is football. I think the great thing about it is too, that everybody, no matter who they are, feels lucky to be there. Exactly. Everyone seems to get on really, really well. And you know, the ones that keep coming back, I think, like you said, we, we're all generous with our time, but we all know firsthand, I do, and I know you guys do, how great this money and, and everything we raise is, is making a massive difference and how you, football really is a universal sport that everyone can play. And we show that, I think, at Soccer Aid. Now that we have the women playing with the men, it's a great occasion and a great event. It's inclusive and so it should be. Let me ask you both another question quickly. So you say, I'm going to come to you. What's been your favourite moment of Soccer Aid so far? Don't say the winning, <laughs> OK? But what, what's been your favourite moment one where, where I scored. <laughs> but Kemp, the year that we equalized at the end, that for me, when he cut inside and left John Terry going to his left, mm. me, and then he scored and he sprinted across the field. And I was on the bench then because I was getting cramps. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was celebrating so much. For me, that moment was out of this world. I loved it. Amazing. Celebrated with Pierce Morgan and I jumped up off the bench. And <laughs> I mean, just to hear you, Usain Bolt, talk about the fact that Kem from Love Island scoring that goal <laughs> and, and you're, you're jumping off the bench with Piers Morgan. You only get this on Soccer Aid. It sounds like one of my surreal dreams that I had. <laughs> then Usain jumps up off the, off the bench when Kem from Love Island scored. I swear I had that dream one. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Robbie? What's been your favourite moment of, of Soccer Aid? I mean, because you've been, you know, you've been there from the beginning. There's so many moments that are incredible. But like there was one moment where you sort of had this like existential, not crisis, but these existential thoughts about yourself and the place on the planet and what is happening to you and how come this has happened to you and do you deserve this and what does this all mean? And in that moment, I've got Ben Shepherd to the right of me and Maradona was coming at me, and I go, Sheps, 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 Maradona. And in that moment, it just went, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> it was just like, what? It's Maradona. Just what? in a split second, I had all of those thoughts about me and being on the planet, and what does it all mean? And like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm tapping my TV host mate just to tell him to go and tackle Maradona. It's mental. And that actually happened. We had Maradona grace the Soccer Aid stage. Can I just tell you a little story? Of course you can. So I was doing this gig in a ski resort and my security guy says to me, Maradona wants to see you. Is at the base of the mountain. 
So I go to see Maradona and he doesn't speak very good English and I make a big fuss of him and he makes a big fuss of me and we have our pictures together. And then I go up on the gondola because the gig was in the mountain and I'm with my dad and I'm like, how mad is my life, dad, that, you know, Maradona's waiting for me. And he goes, I know, son, your life's mental. How great is that? So I get on with my day. Two days later, there's a picture, like a paparazzi picture of Maradona at the Chelsea game, but he's got no beard. But the Maradona that I met had a full-on beard. <laughs> Cut a long story short, it wasn't Maradona. <laughs> it was a Maradona lookalike. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you've got that photo somewhere. We need to find it. I'll find it. This year, Soccer Aid for UNICEF is all of us against COVID for every child everywhere because kids won't be safe until everyone they rely on is safe. To give 30, 20 or 10 pounds, text 30, 20 or 10 to 70818. Text costs your donation plus one standard rate message. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers permission. All donation routes close on the 6th of October 2021 at 5 p.m. See T's and C's and privacy notice at itv.com or stv.tv. You saying, who have you been excited to play with? Who who was it that you, I mean, obviously you follow football, you're a big football fan. So who was it that, was you the year, yeah, you must have been when Eric Cantona, was that was that a big moment for you? Yeah, Cantona and Didier Jabra was, was big, you know what I mean? And he looked at me and he goes, listen, just overlap, I get you the ball. Just overlap, I get you the ball. That's what he said to me. I was like, all right, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that, you know what I mean? But he, he was so cool on the ball also. He was so cool. Cantona was so cool. He, he didn't do much, but he was, every touch was so exquisite. You know what I mean? And the passes were great. So for me, that was good. And in training, it's on my Instagram. So where I train, my agent, Ricky Sims, is playing. He's playing against our team. and. He runs on to DJ Drogba. Like, DJ Drogba controls the ball. He's r- sprinting in and he just rolls his through his legs. <laughs> and I had it on camera. <laughs> Beg me not to post. I'm like, Ricky, I'm posting this. The world needs to see that. It was so funny, but it's just great moments. I have such great moments, but it was wonderful. And how's all the training been going, you saying? Obviously, like you said, you was injured last year. I'm trying to stay fit. I have to stay fit because I know the game is no joke out there. <laughs> Because it's very competitive. You guys keep going back and forth. So I have to make sure I'm ready. One thing that always amazes me is how big the pitch actually is. I had my mate Johnny, who scored in the very first soccer aid. It was incredible. He beat two players, I think, and then chipped it over uh, Peter Schmeichel. And the crowd went mental and everybody did. And I started to run up to go celebrate (laughs) with him. And then I was like, "Eh, it's too far. (laughs) (laughs) oh robbie you do make me laugh that is funny because it is you don't realize how big the pros the size of the pitch and obviously this year it's at the etihad so i mean that's that looks like a huge pitch as well so just before we go i just want to talk you've actually seen firsthand the work that UNICEF do over in africa and obviously around the world just talk us through what it was like when you went over there to see the work that they did well, first of all, I've got to give a big shout out to Ian Jury. Ian Jury is a musician, songwriter, rock star. He is incredibly influential on my life when I write music because like, I, I want to write like him. 
he's the person that was actually the ambassador to UNICEF that brought me in. So big shout out to Ian Jury. Without him, none of this would have happened, those sliding doors moments. Yeah, and then I went away to several different countries, several different continents, and witnessed firsthand vital work that UNICEF does. I wish in a way that there could be like field trips for lots of people to go and witness it and go, okay, it's not just something that exists out of my sphere that I think about once and then forget about it. If you go on these trips and see what happens and see what UNICEF does, it leaves an indelible mark on your heart and you can't unsee what you see. I've been a UNICEF ambassador for now, I guess over 20 years. I'm very proud to be a UNICEF ambassador. And yeah, we just have to keep bringing it to people's attention, keep putting it in people's faces and going, this is happening, help us, help them. And the people at home that are watching the show that donate are actually the biggest stars on the pitch. Now, honestly, Robbie, well said that was 100% correct. And, and also, we've had this the last couple of soccer rays now. Obviously, all the money is going to be doubled up to 6.3 million this year. Every donation is going to help so many kids around the world. But listen, it's been absolute pleasure to talk to you both today. I won't keep you guys for too long. It's been so lovely to see you both. It's been great to hear your stories of, of your upbringing why you do Soccer Aid and just great to catch up with you guys again. And I hope to see you all on the 4th of September at the Etihad. And I can't wait for Wayne Rooney to score a hat-trick. I can't <laughs> wait to win and pick up the trophy. And uh, yeah, I'll have my Ken from Love Island moment at some point as well. Uh, and you're saying, <laughs> I, I genuinely, genuinely, all jokes aside, I, I wish you safety and health and wellness because... We need a fully fit you at the soccer aid because, you know, your personality and charm and charisma is well needed around the training ground and on the pitch. But your profile does so much to help. So we need you there. Be well and be fit. And Ollie, if you can turn up, that'd be great. <laughs> i knew that was coming but listen uh, for anyone that's listening remember tickets are available to buy at soccerade.org.uk usain i agree with everything robbie said i hope you're well and i can't wait to see you on the 4th of september robbie mr soccerade thank you so much for joining the podcast you are a legend and thanks guys i'll see you soon <laughs>